0: Welcome to The Water Tower, a podcast that's a sort of spiritual reservoir or backup plan for anyone who might just need a little extra encouragement to make it through the week. I'm your host, Lee Younger from Christ Community Church in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, and Happy New Year. As always, if you stick with us all the way to the end, you'll hear a full list of credits, including ways to contact us. But for now, enjoy episode 54 called Refreshing by Matt King of The Bridge, Chicago.
1: What a joy divine Leaning on the everlasting arms What a blessedness What a peace is mine pilgrim way leaning on the everlasting arms oh how bright the path grows from day to day leaning
0: From Jeremiah, chapter 31, starting in verse 23. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. When I bring them back from captivity, the people in the land of Judah and its towns will once again use these words. The Lord bless you, you prosperous city, you sacred mountain. People will live together in Judah and all its towns, farmers and those who move about with their flocks. I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. Would you pray with me? Jesus, this passage is filled with words that I feel like we need right now. Refreshment, satisfaction, bring back, people living together, um, blessing, prosper. I'm praying over all of us after a difficult year, your blessing, your prosperity, your Um, fullness. And I mean the kind of prosperity that just goes down deep inside us. Maybe not even changing our situation. We don't know what we're about to walk into this year, but I am praying for that fullness and satisfaction for the refreshing that only you can give. Open our eyes to see what you bring us and give us the heart to be thankful for it and to notice it when it comes. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
2: Cause
3: I want to tell you about the most surreal thing that happened to me in 2020, which is a very high bar, I know, because 2020 had surrealism in spades. But this is a fairly small thing, but it just totally undid my grip on reality for a little while, in a way. Um, I will start the story by telling you everyone's fine. As important because the thing that happened to me is my cell phone provider informed me that multiple people in my family uh had passed away which they had not um i was i was actually recording a, a segment for our bridge live service one saturday and my cell phone wasn't working at uh, the place i was recording So I finally got on some Wi-Fi and made a call and they said my account had been suspended because the account holder, my wife, uh, was showing as deceased in their system. I informed the person on the phone that uh, um, half an hour ago when I had left, uh, my wife was sitting on the couch scrolling Instagram and was there as well when I returned home. So that's probably not right. So we got all that taken care of via a trip to a retail location where I had the most delightful answer I've ever had to what brings you in today, which was pointing to my adorable wife and saying, "Uh, your corporate system thinks my wife is dead and we're here to prove that she's not. So we got that all taken care of. And then the next weekend, it happened again. Only this time they were telling me that it was my mother who again is fine, uh, had passed away and it was showing my cell phone account in her name, which it had been some years ago before we got that switched over when I got married. So overall, I spent about 10 hours on the phone with customer service over, three days in, a, like, a one-week span, and I heard the same 40-second hold music and the same shipper but vacant, your call is very important to us, message over and over while trying to explain to people that the people on the cell phone account were very much alive And I would like to be able to use my phone, please. So that was very, very odd. But here's the thing where it makes me think of 2020 in microcosm. In this situation, we got to a point where the very helpful people on the phone who were all lovely had done all they could do. And I was going to have to go into a physical store and get this issue resolved there, which is fine. But here's the thing. No one actually knew that it could get resolved in the store. They just knew that was the next step. So I was leaving an unpleasant situation of being stuck on the phone and heading into a possibly better but possibly not situation of going into the retail location of leaving a situation which I know I'm sick of and is not going anywhere good for a situation that could be better, but also could be worse. And that brings us to New Year's 2021. You know, it's a it's a it's a weird New Year's. We're all leaving something we know we just want to be done with. We don't want it to be 2020 anymore. But there's also a real bit of uncertainty about what 2021's going to bring. It's a little bit tough to have the hope and the. Excitement that New Year's can often bring. Because when I think about the positivity of looking at the new year, I, it's no, normally, boy, what if this one thing is a little different? What if, you know, this is the year that the promotion happens or the relationship happens? Or what if this is the year that I... I really get to pursue this hobby, or get in this this habit of this thing I want to do, and, and really make a go of it. And it's often, what if next year is kind of like this year was, but just tweaked to be a little bit better? Wouldn't that be great? And I don't think that's our hope for 2021. I know it's not necessarily mine, because 2020 took a lot out of us. And that's perfectly right and natural. It was a hard year. Certainly a harder year for some than others, but... A hard year for everyone. And I don't think we want 2021 to be... Like 2020, but a little better. I don't think we really even want it to be going back... To a previous year before all this had happened because it did happen. That leaves us with the question of how do we look to this new year, this unknown, after such a tough time? I want to look at a a passage out of Jeremiah. This is Jeremiah 31, verses 23 to 25, and this is God talking to Jeremiah about what it's going to be like when the people come back from 70 years in captivity. It says this, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, when I bring them back from captivity, the people in the land of Judah and in its towns will once again use these words, the Lord bless you, you prosperous city you sacred mountain. People will live together in Judah and all its towns, farmers and those who move about with their flocks. I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. I think of what a change it must have been for those people. Maybe a few of whom had lived the whole Babylonian captivity, but certainly most of them who had never known this normalcy, this homeland. To get there, and it's finally there. The negative, unavoidable thing that had defined their existence for so long had finally broken. And now it really was a new day. And then I look at what God says it's going to be like. And in a way, it seems so small. Not small as in like a negative, not small as in God is not doing enough, but people will live together in the towns. People will say, the Lord bless you. That's not this huge thing. That's not just an explosion of joy and happiness and all the time, but it's right now, sitting here in December 2020, it sounds really nice. I think of 1 Corinthians 13, 13, where Paul says that now these three remain faith Hope and love. And again, I think in the way he's describing them, he's done all this beautiful poetic work in 1 Corinthians 13 about describing what love is and what it isn't and talking about clanging symbols and having all the wisdom of the ages and the ability to prophesy. And it lands on just this simple statement of now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. When I go back to that, that passage in Jeremiah, I think we see that of when these people have their world opened back up to them, standing on the precipice of starting new. The Lord bless you, you prosperous city, you sacred mountain. Faith in that, there's hope in that. And then knowing that God will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint i think as we as we leave 2020 behind there's a great communal weariness i see and feel in people i talk to and just kind of hanging out there but we certainly want the things that brought it on to be over but we also need god to come into that we need to be refreshed we need God to strengthen us in those ways to build us up and he's promised that he will I don't know about you but one of the things I've done in 2020 is gone back to things that have comforted me in other parts of my life but there's some times where it feels like it's time to strike out and find new things new concepts and really, expand yourself, and then there are some times where it feels like it's important to just fall back on what you know. Maybe that's part of what Paul was getting at when he talked about how faith, hope, and love will remain. One of the things I've been going back to as we leave this tumultuous and uncertain, wholly unpleasant year behind for a future that is certainly uncertain not looking particularly less tumultuous in the short term and hopefully has a lot more pleasantness in store for us there's a line by the writer Frederick Buechner which you are probably not surprised to hear me reference if you know me or have listened to other talks I've done for the Water Tower but he's defining what grace means to him. And he starts it off with, the grace of God means something like, which is one of the things I love about Buechner's writing. He, he's never putting forth that he gets the whole picture or understands every aspect of something. So when you're talking about big things, talking about things of God None of us ever see the whole picture. It's, it's the, the pinnacle of arrogance to think that you can understand all of what God is doing or what an aspect of him is like. But the grace of God means something like, Here is your life. You might never have been, but you are. Because the party wouldn't have been complete without you. Here is the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Don't be afraid. I am with you. Nothing can ever separate us. It's for you I created the universe. I love you. It's a beautiful quote Beginning to end, and I've been thinking all year on the idea of beautiful and terrible things. Because 2020 contained both, like every year before it has. It probably leaned a little bit stronger on the terrible, if we're being entirely honest. I don't know what 2020 is going to bring. But I know that beautiful things will happen. I have a strong sense that terrible things will happen. And I know that God is there in the midst of all of it to refresh the weary and satisfy the faint.
0: Our first song today was Different by Jed Brewer, but performed by Haley Connor. Our second song was the hymn Everlasting Arms, performed by Renee Duffield. My very great friend Matt King of the Bridge Chicago brought us a word from Jeremiah chapter 31. And if you haven't done it, you should check out that whole chapter of Scripture. It's nothing but bangers. Our benediction was from 2 Thessalonians 3.16. The musical score was Faded by Vesky, used by permission with musicbed.com. You are hearing this because of Ian Gerthard, a dude who's like the feeling of waking up on New Year's Day and realizing there's no work to be done, everything is closed, and you can just watch football all day long in your PJs. And our intro and outro music was by the one and only Jed Brewer of The Bridge Chicago. If you have any feedback on any episode or just want to get in touch, feel free to write us anytime, watertowerpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at watertowerpod. Thanks for listening, and may the living water fill you up.